Welcome back to the Nullify Take channel here on YouTube, where we've got the TNT takes for you on Survivor 43, Episode 9. That's right, I'm your host Chris, I'm back, and joining me again this week is my co-host Jake. Jake, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Chris. How are you doing? Yeah, it's the end of a long week. It's been busy. I've had a lot of content going on. I've had a lot of things going on at work. You know, the Challenge Australia just dropped, so um, right, I've been yeah. dropping content for that on top of the Amazing Race 34, on top of doing exit interviews. It's been a lot yeah. going on. But you know what? I don't know what it is, man. I just feel so amped. The audience has been great. They've been interacting a lot. We've had great people in the lives. We've had people commenting on the videos. There's been some growth on the subscriptions. So overall, Jake, I'm feeling bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, like we say over here, over in New Zealand. Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, everyone's been great. I love that everyone that we seem to have, like, a few guys that are always showing up to the lives, like Christian and Jay have already commented. You guys are awesome. I always love seeing you guys in here. Yeah, I mean, it kind of makes it feel like they're our co-hosts as well. I should be almost introducing it as, you know, yeah. I'm your host, Chris. I've got my co-host, Jake, here, and our co-co-hosts, both yeah, Christian, Gal, and Jay. Yeah, they're constantly adding to the discussion and, like, bringing things that, like, we didn't think of or talk about. And it's so it's really nice. Yeah, love that. And also the people that comment on the videos after the lives also appreciate everybody. I read all of it. Um, it's always interesting to see what people are bringing afterwards. Um, and this was an interesting episode. Just before we went live, I said to you, Jake, it kind of felt like there was not much happening, but there was a lot happening. So I don't know how long this recap is going to go, but I think there's some interesting points that we can discuss nonetheless. Yeah, I mean... I think that it was a lot of like what you thought was going to happen happened, but then at the last second, the editors were like pulled the like, but maybe this could also happen. And so it's, but it's like, wait, no, that's probably not, you know? So the edit is so confusing to me. It is yeah. so bloody confusing. I went yeah. afterwards, Jake, and I jumped on Reddit, which I try and stay away from Edgic because you can lose yourself in that. And yeah. I don't see what people are seeing on the edgic. I am confused as hell. There are certain yeah. people that are um, being made out to be the hot favorites to win it that I don't know if I agree with it. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing things differently. And I'm either going to be a genius or I'm going to be a fool at the end of this, Jake. I know. No, I'm totally with you. I, I check it um, every so often. I try to not let it influence uh, my opinions. but. I don't need to this season because yeah, what they're saying, I'm like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about or what you're seeing. So I like, I don't even need to like refrain myself from anything because you guys are just speaking nonsense to me. I was following the thread on Reddit as well, where people were going on about Cassidy being the winner, right? There are some people are like, Cassidy's definitely yeah. the winner this season and all that. And then someone on Reddit said, well, maybe this person's been spoiled, and that's why some people are saying Cassidy is the winner. But then another person said, because I don't know about spoilers, then another person said that there is no spoilers about this season out there, which is a good thing. Apparently, it's the first oh, time since season 38 I that there's do, no spoilers. I do know that the moderators of the general Survivor Reddit also moderate the spoiler subreddit. So if they see anything suspicious that they know of from the spoiler, then they delete the comment. So chances are, if you see something that was, you know, posted more than like 30 minutes ago, then chances are it's probably not spoiler. So that's 
that's good. Yeah, it's good. Hats off to everybody on Reddit that has to manage that because yeah. um, it would be crazy to keep, try and keep control of that Reddit group. Yeah, Michael, sucks, yeah, that they have to be spoiled. Someone has to be spoiled in order to to moderate. To moderate that, yeah. 100%. Uh, Michael, welcome to the live. Michael Hope is going to be my co-host for Australian Survivor and has been on the podcast a few times. Welcome. Love having you here. Um, Michael says, I know about spoilers. Chris Underwood is going to come from oh, Edge of no. Extension at the final three and win the season. Not again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chris Underwood being, I think, the last person that people were kind of spoiled on because he wore a buff that was a yeah. merge buff prior to the season or something. I didn't know about it until after. Thank goodness. That I, would have I, made I, me I really happy. upset watching that season. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because then he doesn't come back at the the merge um, return challenge. So everyone was like, well, he has to be coming back at the end. Yeah. Because there's no other way that, that he would have gotten the buff. So funny that just one picture can do that yeah well listen there are people that should have a degree in special investigations and trying to figure out all these yeah they they do a bloody good job every season with that stuff i try and stay very far away on that but looking at this episode episode nine we come back to camp night 16 there's just been this betrayal that happened in owen's mind you know he's been left out of the vote and he's fuming he needs to talk to people um and just says that, listen, James is thinking he's this mafioso. He's lied to me now so many times. Um, we could just see it's going to come to a head. For me, that was interesting to see the contrast between how Owen is currently handling this game, which is all emotional, versus someone that's like Sammy, who I'm kind of still thinking he's kind of in the conversation of winning this. Like, And I'm, I feel like this episode was a really good episode for him because, again, he's backtracking to cover up anything with Owen, making Owen believe he's still there. He's in that conversation. um, And he's saying, I need Owen still to want to work with me, which is going to be a strategy throughout this episode. Um, I thought that this was a little bit more about storytelling, showing Owen's frustration and what's going to come to a head with James. But it also, at the same time, I think really painted Sammy in a good light here early on. It did, but also, you know, as we'll... um maybe discuss later on, but I feel like people are going to be like kind of weird how Sammy is constantly defending Owen and is like really wanting him to stay in the game. Like, and I think that, you know, no one else really cares if Owen leaves. It's only Sammy. So, you know, at one point, like everyone's just going to be like, why do we need to listen to you? Like, we'll just take him out, you know? Oh, it could happen. It, he's playing, like I said last week, one of the highest risk games right now because he is really playing everyone. And it's a very difficult game to pull off in season 43 because people have seen that game before and they know how dangerous that game is. People are a lot more educated to it. So it's not as easy to do that. But Christian brings up an interesting comment here. He says, Sammy is good, but Carla might blindside him. Now, I'm going to come back to that, Christian when we talk about the conversation that happened between Sammy and Carla. So keep that in mind. We will be talking about my thoughts on how that played out um, and my thoughts about Carla, because I think some people still see Carla as a potential uh, winner for this season as well. But um, overall, this was the only clip that we saw, Jake, before we went into the immunity. I guess there was a little bit of a conversation between uh, both Owen and also um, James. And James was very annoyed at that point uh, at 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 owen 
and they had a little bit of an argument at the night before they went to the immigration before they went to the uh, immunity challenge uh, but when they go to the immunity challenge we're only five minutes into this episode um, on my screen jake you're frozen so i don't know if you can still hear me we may have lost jake there for a little bit but um like i said five minutes we go straight into an immunity challenge. And one of the interesting things here that happens at the immunity challenge is that, and we've got Jake back here, Sorry. we're going to be dropping into two groups at the immunity challenge. Five minutes in, Jake, um, you know, you're dropping out of the live and then five minutes in, we're dropping into the immunity <laughs> challenge. Um, so it was very quickly that we moved into that and they're going to split into two different groups for this, uh, which was very interesting to see. It could have turned out in a lot of different ways, but I think that this was probably the best time for this to happen because I was very fearful that this majority seven alliance was going to steamroll the game. Definitely. I like the I like this twist um, specifically because I think that it breaks up a gonging from happening or at least like one um, alliance dominating, like you said. Um, the only thing I'm a bit disappointed of is that it's just the same, this is the same format as. 41 and 42. I mean, I'm sure that once they saw three tribes, no swap, they're like, oh, okay, final 10. There's going to be a you know, split into two teams. So they were probably already thinking of it, which is a little disappointing. I wish that they would surprise them more so they don't know, they so they can't plan ahead for it. Yeah, I, I agree. And um, it's a great twist. But if we're going to continue to do this all the time, similar with the fire making challenge, always being at final four, people are going to start working around it and they're going to strategize. But then also you could say people kind of did the same thing with swaps and they knew swaps were going to happen. They knew they had That's to backtrack their, you know, and, and make sure that they keep everybody happy. This is kind of like a swap, but it's a swap after the merge. So people have to make sure that even those people that are feeling in the outs, and this is where Sammy is doing a good job still feels like they're actually working with you, you know, because then they're at yeah. least going to vote with you no matter what situation you end up in. But um, for the purpose of this challenge, they break into two teams, red team, blue team. The red team ends up with Cassidy, Jesse, Gabler, Ryan, and Cody. Jesse and Cody just cannot be broken up. They've been together from the beginning of the yeah. game. They're going to be in the same team here. And then in the blue team, we've got Owen, Sammy, Noel, Carla, and James that are in that team. Uh, so very interesting pairing here. Overall, I think the biggest surprise and the biggest shock is that Carla ends up winning immunity, even surprising herself. She said when she came into the game, she didn't think she was going to win an immunity. And my big question to you here is, did Sammy throw it? Huh. I did not even think about that. I don't think so. I want to say no, because, I mean, that's just, why would he? I guess. What what makes you think that, that he did, or that he may have? Mm, I think that he did. And okay. the reason I think that he did, and maybe I'm overestimating Sammy, because clearly I've turned into a Sammy stan. We all know that. Um, but why I think he did that is because I don't think he wants to have that target on him as an immunity threat. And I don't think like he feels threatened at this point that he was going to go home in any case. He felt confident in his relationship with the people that were in that tribe where Noel and Owen was always going to try and get his vote because he's working with the bottom dwellers. And Carla and James always felt like he was a part of the seven. So he was in a position where he could take a calculated risk 
and not necessarily build that threat level on himself right now. Because for me, I find it very hard to believe that he wasn't capable of holding out longer when you look at Brian and you look at Cody, the other two young, fit guys who ultimately outlasted Carla in the game. I think Sammy could have stayed up there a little bit longer. I, I really find it hard to believe. I don't want to take anything away from Carla. It's awesome she wins. I'm very happy for her that she has that moment. But yeah. I think there was more there than what we probably know as an audience. And I'd love for Sammy to answer that after the season. Would be the right move. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I mean, yeah, he really was in no danger of going. And Cody and Ryan did last a lot longer than he did, which is a bit surprising. So. Yeah, but Cody finally gets it. He finally wins an immunity outright. He's the one that stays up there the longest. How big of a threat level does Cody have on his back right now? Because Ryan was the big physical threat coming into this. He's out. Now Cody has been twice that he had second place, very close to winning it. And he finally wins one and by far looks like the most consistent person at the moment in the individual portions of the challenges, right? Yeah, for sure. I don't know how he hasn't been even brought up like as a name from what we can see it seems like in the next time on preview that they're finally saying hey maybe we should do something about james and or jesse and cody because they're they've totally been running the show and specifically cody has an idol that people i think know about sounds uh, like it yeah and he's always uh, consistently in the top of the challenges finally won one and he's calling the shots. So I don't see what there is not to see about him being the biggest threat in the game or one of. So I don't even know why he hasn't been talking about it yet. Well, it may happen in the next on Survivor yeah. episode because we saw people talking about, I think it was Gabler saying that, well, we're, we're, going, we're jumping ahead of ourselves. Let's, before we get into yeah. that, get back to this episode because I'll probably talk about it a little bit at the end of this. Um, I just want to read a couple of the live comments that's come in since then. Um, we've got here Jay saying, this is final 10 split work, the best out of all the times it's happened. That's true. Definitely very successful in this time because it actually broke up that seven. Um, Carla, Sammy, Cody, Gabler, and Jesse have no votes casted against them yet. It's awesome. Really, really good. Uh, Cody's got a vote against them, I feel like. I'm pretty sure he's got a vote against them because I do yeah, track this. I yeah, he's got one. He's got one vote against them. So the people who don't have a vote against them is Sammy, um, Jesse, uh, Gabler. Does Gabler not have a vote against them? Wow. Really? How does how does Gabler not have a vote against them? He's well, been they, so vocal yeah. this whole bloody try this whole bloody season. To, they only went to tribal once, and then he won. He was in the winning group, and then he won immunity the next episode. So yeah. This was the first, I believe this was the first tribal since the merge that he's even been eligible to be voted. Uh, Carla being the only other one, but I believe Cody uh, Christian has got one vote against them so far. But um, yeah, I mean, there's a few people that are playing an A-plus an game when it comes to Gabler's that. Gonna, Gabler's going to play a perfect game. Well, we're going to talk about Gabler in a bit because I, I've got some stuff. It's going to be the Gabler show very soon. I've got some stuff I want to discuss about Gabler very soon. Um, also in the live, just jumping in now, Zudaman saying hello to everyone. Zudaman, thank you so much for jumping in. Always great to have you here. Um, and Jay says, I think they should do this double tribal split mechanism at final 12 as to earn the merge round. And I think we spoke about that a couple of episodes ago, Jake, where I said I'd rather see them when they break into these different tribes um, do something a little bit different. But listen, biggest can't be choosers. It didn't work out too badly here. I'm going to give them a pass on this. Uh, there's sometimes where we have to complain because it makes sense. In this case, it worked out really well. I wasn't too upset about the outcome. 
Yeah, no, it was good. Yeah. So we go back to the camps. Now, obviously, with red team winning, they get the advantage of being able to go back to their camp. Jeff's got to make it hard on the blue team. He's saying, you're going to go back to the Vesey camp. You're not going to have a shelter. You're not going to have food. So again, depleting them, making it a double negative for them losing this specific reward. Not only does the red team get PB&J and they get some nutrition, you know, they actually also get the rice and everything that would be at camp and they get the shelter. So a really good advantage for them as they split into these different camps. But what's going to be very interesting is the strategy that is going to start forming at this point, because you're going to have different factions talk about different things. Let's start off with the red team. The red team has Gabler talking to Ryan, walking off saying, hey, we need to come up with this plan. You know, you tell them, put votes on me, I'll put votes on you. But at this stage, I think Gabler is sort of still feeling out the field because later on, we find out that Ryan wasn't his main alliance. But it kind of made the edit kind of made it look like, oh, maybe Ryan and Gabler is going to become a thing because they've had some conversations recently. It did make it seem like that they were kind of buddy-buddy. So it was, yeah. I thought that there was actually, that was maybe showing a potential duo down the line, the, the unstoppable duo of Gabler and Ryan, but didn't work out. Now, a big part of this as well is obviously the two people here on the hot seat is Cassidy and Ryan. They can't stand each other's guts. Ryan's tried yep. to vote Cassidy out once. Cassidy has tried to vote Ryan out now as well, and it hasn't worked for her. She wants to make this move. And at the same time as Cassidy pleading her case to the likes of Jesse and Cody, um, there's this very uncomfortable scene where Cody doesn't want to promise her anything. And a lot of people think that Cody is the winner pick for the end of the season. I'm not as convinced yet. Like, I mean, if Cody wins, awesome. But Cody not making her feel more comfortable there, it was a bit uncomfortable to watch. I was like, is Cody really? He's like, I don't want to commit right now. Can't tell you anything. I may have to talk to my people and they can talk to your people. He didn't give her anything in that moment and it didn't look great for Cody. Totally agree. I was like, I had a bit of secondhand embarrassment when I was watching that. Kind of thinking like, just, oh, dude, just tell her. Just like, just reassure her, even if it's total crap. Like, that's just what you got to do in the game. So, yeah, it seems like Cody just doesn't have that instinct to just, like, immediately, like, oh, yeah, you're, yeah, you're good. We're good, you know. Jesse's like the brains. I've been telling you this the whole time. Like, Cody is the personality, um, and yeah. I love Cody as a character, but Cody without Jesse would be uh, JT without Stephen Fishback, in my mind. So, so, you th so you do think that Cody's going to win because JT? Could it could it could happen i mean we're in a different era of survivor now where i feel like if steven fishback and jt were to play the game now maybe people would have respected steven's game more but steven wasn't good at articulating it either and i don't think jesse's going to be bad at articulating the moves he's made and what he's done up until this point i think he's a very smart operator so i feel like if they do sit next to each other at the end my money is on jesse to win this to be honest if they both sit at the end yeah we'll see um I have a bit, bit more doubt. You're backing my guy, and I'm backing your guy. Yeah, uh, different, totally. different season, same thing. I'm pretty sure we did that last season as well. I think, right. I think we did, yeah. <laughs> I think it's just both of us, like, just not wanting to get our hopes up too much about our own team. And we're like, yeah. nah, you've got the winning pick. Yeah, I know. It's like, no, you do. No, you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in any case, so that was a bit of an uncomfortable one. But also at this stage, Jake, we get Cassidy, get a flashback scene. So all those Cassidy truthers that are out there that have been saying for so long, Cassidy's winning this season. They're like, look at it. Look at it. We've got 
emotional content from home finally happening for Cassidy. And we learn a little bit about her motivation to be out there. And it's hard not to root for her after that, to be honest, because she's doing this for her sister, who she used to watch the show with, who sadly passed away. She's got the ashes with her and the necklace. And we've seen her kiss it a few times on the show when she's been in trouble. And um, you can't help but actually, like, I mean, I wouldn't be angry at a Cassidy win. There, She's winning me over. The editor's winning me over. And she's got a great story and a sad story. But, you know, at the end of the day, you kind of feel like you want to shout for the underdog. Yeah, for sure. I mean... I think that some people complain about like, oh, why does everyone have, have to have a sob story? But like, like, you know, everyone has their own personal story and sometimes it's sad. Sometimes it's not. And, you know, everyone goes through things that helps them grow. And, you know, I think just recently people have had more unfortunate things happen, but I always love to hear about these kinds of things. Just, you know, it just gets to get, helps me get to know them better, feels more personal. Like, um, and yeah, it, it, like you said, it allows us to like have a better reason to root for these people instead of just like, oh, they're playing really well, you know? Because yeah. yeah, it's not always like I just want to see the best player win. I, I, I just really like Cassidy. And I really like, I honestly really like everyone this season. If I'm, It was honest. like me with Fabio, mate. Like I wanted Fabio right. to win, not because he was the best player, but he's because he was the underdog. He was constantly on the outs. He was a yeah. great character. And I was like, screw it. I like Fabio. I don't care if people thought right. he wasn't a great strategic mastermind. He was a great winner. And I enjoyed seeing that win. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, Fabio is one of my favorite winners. I mean, I would have been more disappointed if he didn't win. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, I, I I like that. Yeah, that we get to hear some some personal stuff from everybody. That you know, it's not just we're focusing on a few select people, like the big players in the game, only hear their stories. So it's good to hear even Cassidy's story. And the truthers are going to take this and run with it all the way till the sun don't shine, saying, insisting that, like you said, this is this is proof. That she's she's gonna. I wait. just fail. The reason I, I am still yeah. struggling with it. The reason I'm still and let me tell you why I'm still struggling with it is just I just don't see a path for her to the end. Like who is she gonna latch on to to take her to the end? I don't think Carla wants to get rid of her, but I'm also not thinking Carla's winning this season. Sadly, spoiler alert. And I will talk about that in a little bit because I think Carla is the hot favorite for most people on Reddit at this stage to win the show. I just feel like there was a time period where Carla went missing straight after the merge where we didn't get much from her, but. There is a lot of positive content about Carla because even in this episode, Jesse and um, Cody, they're trying to strategize around Carla. How do we keep Carla happy? Um, what should we do in our move? If we vote out Cassidy, she might not be happy with us. But then again, if James is voted out, then we can do this. So, And there's a lot of people wanting to work with Carla constantly. Um, I just feel like Carla is the Omar of this season. I feel like they're the big move that someone is going to pull before they actually ultimately win this game. That's that's what my spidey senses are telling me. That That's a good intuition, I think. That's that's a very good comparison, um, her and Omar, because um, she's losing her soldiers, and and I and I, and I want to go into that a little bit. We we go to the blue tribe here, right, and or the blue team, I should say. The blue team have some conversations. Um, Noel finally comes to play. 
right? She finally, she's like, I want to make a move. I woke up today. I chose violence. I was going to do something about it, you know, and she wants to use yeah. her stealer vote. And she lies to both James and to also Carla about the fact that she's going to steal Owen's vote. They're going to blindside Owen. It's going to be so great. And they, they both buy it. Hook, line, and sinker. Like, I mean, have we been sleeping on Noelle? Is she a better game player than what we thought? Because I was very surprised that they were willing to believe this person that was in the outs until two minutes ago. I don't think that she's a bad player, like, at all, honestly. Um, she was just, I feel like she was very complacent both times she was blindsided when Justine went home and when Janine went home. I just think she was very, she just was very confident in what was going to happen. And I, think that she's got a bit more maneuvering now that like the seven has been kind of dismantled at least a little bit and she's got a bit more options and now i think people are going to see jesse and cody and she she knows because she was on vessi with them and she can like tell them like yeah they were running the show over there too so i think that perhaps we've been underrating her i, think I feel that- like we have I I don't I'm not necessarily going to say that she has a great shot to win, but I think that she's she's got she's got a game. She's not. Bad. She's got game. I mean, you've got to look at it this way. She's been playing with a handicap this whole season because her people keeps getting taken out. She's the new Janine. She keeps losing her people. As soon as she finds someone, they're out of the game. And I don't know if that doesn't bode too well for Owen or Sammy because she's wanting to work with those two now. And she could be the bad omen that ends up sending both of those people home uh, before her. But she does end up doing really well. I think she's really well in control of her emotions and how she reacts. There's that whole funny scene with Owen going away, talking to James, feeling betrayed. And they come back and they're like angry at each other. And the testosterone is flying. And she's like, do you guys want papaya to try and lighten the mood? It was such a brilliant moment in the show. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. Yeah. (laughs) And she's like, I'm on an island with lunatics how do i calm them down you know and she's just trying to lighten the mood but um i, I do look like noel now talking about the whole james and owen thing who was in the right here jake was owen right or was james right were if both I'm, of them a little bit wrong and right at the same time i think i think the latter what you said i think that because james made a good point like you voted for me like you voted for me um at the what twice right? apparently yeah i think it might have been twice or at least they tried splitting the vote on him and Ryan, which was basically a vote for him, you know? Um, So, I mean, like, I don't know. I think James brought up a decent point of like, yeah, why are you only mad at me? Like, like I'm sure people were lying to Owen the whole time. So why is it specifically that time at the well that you're like latching onto? Like, I'm sure Carla said something to him like, yeah, oh yeah, it's Ryan, you know? Like, so Maybe I'm wrong, maybe... But but maybe. it was Sammy. Again, it was Sammy working in the shadows. Because if you go back yeah. to the beginning of this episode, Sammy is saying to Owen at the water well, while Gable is there, it's James. James didn't want to let you in on the vote. He's explicitly said, don't let Owen in on the vote. Yeah, so Sammy seemed, is stirring. He's but it stirring. Seemed like, it seemed like uh, he was all, Owen was already upset about, at James before yeah. Sammy even so said So he was that, more like adding, adding salt onto the wound, basically. He was, for sure. Yeah, he was, yeah. I, I'm not going to deny, yeah, St- Sammy was definitely playing that up and stirring the pot, like you said. Um, but I think they were both, you know, in the right or wrong. Because, you know, you think about it, why didn't James just say, yeah, it's Janine? You know, like, it, I think that he was explicitly, like, just not, 
he just did not want to give Owen even a a ounce of leverage, like that he can say later on, "Oh, I was in on the vote." Like he just did not want that. He just he specifically, I don't even think it was that he thought he was going to like scheme up some other plan. I think it was just he just didn't want him knowing. Yeah, and I think there's a there's an element. I agree with you. I think that Owen also, you know, I, I like Owen. I think he's a really That's lovable true. character. I actually actually even like James. So I kind of felt bad seeing these guys go up right. against each other. I just wish somebody gave him a little bit of water. You know, like he constantly sounds like he's thirsty. But you know, <laughs> but you know, I like both of them, and it was sad to see them go head to head. But it did add to a little bit of entertainment this episode for the audience. Um, I do think that Owen felt. Like, you know, he's this big fan. He's gone on the show. He wanted to be the mastermind. He wanted to be in control. And I do feel like there was a bit of embarrassment and he was trying to, you know, it's not his fault that he's outside of the numbers. It's someone else's fault. And it's easier to make a villain out of James than just to accept you played it wrong and you played yourself. But, you know, Jay here says that apparently, according to the James Exit interview, he told Owen and Sammy to vote for Dwight. So maybe Owen wasn't totally left out of the Dwight vote. So, um, We'll have to wait until Owen talks about it to see if that is true. I'm sure that question will be asked to Owen. It'll be interesting to see what he says when, if that's the case, he's got even less of a case to get upset at James. And I'm sure both these guys, like, you know, Sammy said at the tribal council, they've got a lot of respect for each other outside of the game. It's just game-wise, they cannot see eye to eye. So I'm sure they're okay and they're in a good, I'm hoping they're in a good space now that the game is done because what a cool experience to go out there and do this adventure. I never understood this, Jake, how people can play Survivor with a group of people that they've just met and then they become lifelong rivals and enemies of each other and don't get along when there's so few people that can relate to the experience you went through surely there's like a family type of bond you know, even if it's your rival out there that has been created by suffering together for this period of time yeah i think that that's something maybe you know obviously we haven't played so we don't know we don't know what it's like but when i think about it i think like that's going to be like if I were Owen or James, like I would go on to laugh with the other one later on. Afterwards, about, like, yeah. Remember when we were like at a screaming match about, you know, you you told me to vote for Ryan, even though it was Janine. Like that was funny, wasn't it? We were like totally like. Um, we were losing it. We, we, we were hangry. We were sleep deprived, hangry. Like, wasn't that funny, you know? So I'm, I'm with you. I think that they're going to get along fine later on after the season's done i think that it's kind of silly to you know for something like this to yeah keep a hold a grudge jay that list just keeps growing so jay says by the way oh, another james, pair to james add to the survivor rivals wish list owen and james I feel like we're going to have to do we're going to have to do a fantasy rival season and we're going to need everybody that listens to this podcast and channel to blow it up and get yep. some attention and share it online so that we can have people look at it and hopefully we create some hype around it so that ultimately we see this thing happening over in uh, the CBS version because rumor has it that Survivor 40 was supposed to be a rival season, but then obviously it didn't happen because they ended up going in the winners at war direction instead of doing the rival season. But um, looking at it, I was going to get into next, Jake. There was a conversation that happened after this because Sammy is in the know. He knows that this plan's happening, like I said, playing that middle game perfectly, but Again, Sammy needs to have his bread buttered both ways. He cannot make sure that people need to be in a good place with him. So he goes back to Carla. 
He has a conversation with her and says, hey, have you thought about voting against Carla? Now, let's look at it from Carla's point of view and why I don't think Carla's winning. I think this edit is extremely negative for her because she comes into that saying, I cannot lose James. She says, James is one of my, he's my right-hand person in my alliance. Um, he wants to go for Owen. I'm going for Owen. You know, And even when she's talking to Sammy, she talks about how much it doesn't make sense. She's going to be outside of the numbers. The rest of the team will be unhappy with her. Um, I feel like Sammy got the better of her and he convinced her to change her vote in this situation and she lost a very valuable ally and I feel like the edit showing that maybe isn't that positive for Carla down the line like um, again like we said I'm I'm okay with winners winning and making bad decisions or you know a lot of people question a lot of Tony Vlachos' decisions as he won Kageyan, but he did it any case so I'm okay with that and I'll give her all the credit that she deserves if she does get there and she's 99% of the time played a really good game this season, but this one didn't look too great. And you have to question why that was shown. Is that not showing Sammy being in the driver's seat opposed to Carla? This is, this is interesting. I think that you're right that it does kind of paint Sammy as getting the best of her, but I don't know. I still feel like there was a bit of, there was just a tinge of just weirdness to it also, where it was like, it felt like Sammy, I, I don't know how to explain this, like, it was bad that he even tried to loop her in, in the first place. I, that's the way I kind of interpreted it. And also, I feel like Carla, like, what do you think? Do you think that, like, she made the right move by going with him? Because to me, it seemed like Sammy was, like, just really fixated on, like, yeah, we j let's just get rid of James. What what harm is it going to do? Uh, and he's just like going on and on and on. And Carlo's just like, geez, ugh. Like, Noel is already going to play the steal a vote and try to add two votes. Like, why don't I just, you know, I don't know. But also, like, that's going to question. But but it's but remember, that vote being added is just two votes. And if Sammy... Oh, right, because she took, uh, she took Owen. Yeah, so so it wouldn't change anything. I'm worried. I think personally this... I still believe this plays out bad for Carla, and I'm interested to know what people think in the live that are listening to this. I think it plays out bad for Carla in the sense that, you know, she is now on Sammy's terms, and Sammy has got all these connections. Like, he's got connections everywhere. Carla really needs Jesse and Cody moving forward for her to have some sort of standing and with Cassidy to have some numbers. I really think that losing both Ryan, who wasn't that loyal to that alliance, but I don't think Ryan had a problem mm -hmm. with Carla per se, um, yeah. and also losing James at this point. I think this is a bad week for Carla when it comes to having voting numbers and having some strength behind her. And I do think this is good because people said, oh, well, we thought Sammy was going to win and Sammy had such a great edit. And then he said he was going to upset the apple card and take the seven out and he didn't do it. So that's a bad thing. Well, no, it isn't because the very next episode, it was story building. He actually follows through with that plan and he does what he tried to do and he yeah. didn't get the numbers right the previous time. I think it's very good. I still, I'm not saying Sammy is hands and shoulders above everyone else to win this game. But I very much think he's in the top three conversation for me. Yeah, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, did he, like, kind of have a, his, like, moment at the beginning of the episode where he was like, I didn't get it done yes. last episode? Okay, he did. Then that, Yeah, that yeah. is good. He was the That's first good. person to talk. He was the first person to talk after that vote, and he was the first person to give us 
his strategic view on having that conversation with Owen and Gabler at the beginning at the well. I just feel like outside of Jesse and Carla, who else is really strategically letting us in on the journey and what they're doing and why they're doing it? I don't think there's many other people that are doing it. I think Gabler to a degree, um, and we'll talk about that. Weirdly enough. Yeah. If, let's move on to it because no one's put anything in the life in regards to their thoughts about it and if I'm crazy, but let's move on to it. You know, there's this conversation that happens between Cody and Gabler and the red team. And he's like, listen, bro. Hey, bro, I need someone else to come in, you know, join my alliance. Are you keen on this? Will you come in and join my alliance? And Gabler is like looking him in the eye. They don't do a normal handshake. They grab each other by the forearm, which I yeah. think is a bit more intimate. Say, hey, bro, <laughs> I got you. I got you. And he looks him in the eyes of that nice yeah. blue, big blue eyes of Gabler. And he's like, you know, saying, I've got you, bro. I'm with. And, and I tell you what, if I was on the island, I would have believed Gabler. That was convincing. And then the very next next on Survivor episode, he's the one who runs to Carla saying we need to break that up. <laughs> Gabler playing the mastermind. I mean, yeah, I, I think that it was a weird scene to show that specifically. I was like, why did we need to know that Gabler was being brought in uh, on this and that Cody had to fawn over him for a segment? You know, it was a... Uh, it was good for him, I think. Was, uh, Listen, Gabler, Gabler is in it. I'm going to jump back to Gabler in a second, but Jay yeah. has responded on my question earlier. So he says here, some people said that James was seen as the mastermind. So if Carla got to the end, James would get more credit than her. And also people could look to so take her out at some though. point as a weekend James is, as his ally. Now the But the big problem, and let's read what he says next as well before I go into that. But yes, I personally think that this wasn't a good move for Carla since James was a shield and an ally. Uh, he was never going to steal her idol since he didn't know that she had the idol. We don't know if he did know that, but I don't think he did. Um, going back to this one here, some people might say, yes, this was a great move for Carla to take James out because he was the mafioso. He was the person running the move. The problem that I have is that the editor told us it was Sammy's move. It wasn't Carla's move. It was his move. He took out James, who was the mafioso. So I don't think Carla can take credit for this at the end of the season unless Sammy is in there. And you, yeah. Do you think that it was like, do you think Sammy should have even gone to Carla? I think so. I think, think so. so? I, think it's a, I think it's the right move. But let me tell you this. I think it's the right move, but it's a high risk move. So he mm. could have stayed quiet and he could have gone back and done damage control. But by him going to Carla ahead of time and making sure she's okay with him. And it looked like they did have that kind of relationship where they could talk openly to each other, which is interesting. It says a lot about both Sammy and Carla in this social game that they formed this bond very quickly. And Sammy just seems to be in on the vote every time. Like people want to tell him stuff. He's always in. So he just yeah. must be a really likable guy. I think going there and cementing this thing with Carla where she feels like she's in on the move and she made it because of the very reasons that Jay said. You know, Sammy had that pitch. James is a threat. If he gets to the end, he potentially will win. Um, Owen's got no one. He's not going to beat anyone. He's not going to make big moves. Yeah. It made a lot of sense. And Carla even said it made strategic sense. So I don't think Carla feels that dogged, like we would say over here in Australia or New Zealand, um, that betrayed by him by saying it because he played open cards with her. So I think Carla is in a good place with him. And I think Carla would go back to Jesse and also Cody, who's not going to be that upset because now they've got Carla in their pocket a little bit more. And she'll say, listen, Sammy was in on it. So he's good. Like we work together on this one. So I feel like he did do the right thing at this or point. Now, is it high risk? 100%. Can it blow up in his face? 100%. Did the next on Survivor say, Sammy is playing a great game. We should focus on him? 100%. But 
Who said that? Noel. And is Noel in power? No. So I'm not that fearful for Sammy next episode. But do you think that perhaps Carla might go to Jesse and Cody and be like, dude, Sammy was adamant it needed to be James. Like, I tried to convince him, but he was... You know, do you think that there's a possibility? I don't think I don't think it came across that way for me personally. I could be wrong, and it and let's see how it plays out next week. I felt like he he kind of he he did plead with her a little bit, think- but I didn't feel like I didn't feel like he came across as it has to be done my way. And if it's not done yeah. my way, I would be upset type of thing. I don't feel like he he forced her into a decision. I think it was yeah. more of just a conversation between the two of them. That's how I took it. I could be wrong. If so then yeah that's that's brilliant i mean he was able to keep everyone happy that's pretty impressive yeah yeah so jay here says he said in his exit interview that he didn't know that she had the idol interesting well so clearly um that that message from gabler and carla talking that didn't make the rest of the tribe which is well done on gabler for keeping secrets which almost no one else is doing zudamania says i honestly don't even understand this week because on the wiki and in the behind the scenes literally cassidy voted ryan um owen voted janine um yeah because i think sammy told him at the last second or gabler did sorry yeah gabler told him at the last second which is that that's another thing is like yeah do you why didn't they bring up cassidy's vote cassidy voting ryan i guess it just wasn't that important we still don't even know necessarily why she did was she in on it i don't even know yeah 100 percent Wow, we've gotten through a lot of content. We've gotten through a lot of strategies so far and things that yeah. have happened this week. Um, Gabler, still in it. I, I don't know what to make of it. He's definitely someone I've still got my eyes think, on. You know, it's funny because I actually didn't really catch the whole Gabler thing until I rewatched it. On first watch, I did not even notice. But then I went online and hopefully it's not polluting my brain of like, but I guess I, I still was able to see it on the rewatch. But I saw people saying, like, am I crazy for thinking that Gabler might be in this? You know, and hey, we've, we've seen it. it. We've seen it a couple yeah. of weeks ago. We've been we've been calling we it. We've been saying, like, listen, Gabler could still be. In fact, yeah. there's a lot of things we called. I just want to put that out there. I called yeah. that Carla was going to get all the allies sniped around her that the edit was pointing to Carla being the, the sole person only Cassidy is left at this stage but you know I kind of pointed towards that I called the Geo was going to go before Ryan and Ryan was going to be a lone soldier I called that in the edit um so there's a few things I feel like that has sort of manifested itself in a way yeah. and I've kind of seen the playbook so far but I'm, I'm still the editors are still confusing me on the winner's edit and I do think that Gabler has got a chance here but what an interesting ride it would be to see him get to the end. Who who does Gabler take to the end? Who is he ultimately loyal to? Is it Owen and Sammy? Kind of feels it's, like it. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Is like, is it going to be those three at the end? Is it going to be the the dudes, the bros at the end? And I, like, I would love it. I like all choose, three of them. So and they choose Gabler of the three. Like maybe people feel maybe Sammy plays too uh, cold blooded, and they are upset at him i don't know well both sammy and it's actually quite ironic that both of them are trying to achieve something that is age related oldest like sammy trying to be that. yeah james like yeah. gable yeah. is trying to be one of the oldest winners if not the oldest winner and like he had that comment about not many 50 year olds have won this game only one so far and he's got to play the game differently and then sammy keeps telling us i'm playing to win this game and i want to be the youngest winner ever so um it's interesting to see both of them potentially right. end up there and i think they're both of a compelling case and Gabler's playing for the veterans too. 
I think Owen is a sitting duck. He gets into that final. James is going to shred him to pieces. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be some animosity there. I just don't see Owen winning this game, sadly. Yeah, which is a bit, you know, it's sad. I really liked Owen, and he was actually my, um, he was your, you you picked him first, I believe, very first. Am I wrong about that? Uh, Owen was my first pick, yeah. He would have been mine. So yeah. he was... I've only I've only lost um, up until this week. I believe I only lost one of my top four people. Where you've only got I think one left of your top or two people left in your top four. Uh, you lose your last person, so you got one of your top four left. I'm gonna have two of my top four left after this week. So it's interesting how things have shaken up uh, for this season. And you know, yeah. Sammy was one of my last picks, and he's probably my most valuable member when it comes to winning chances in my mind going into the finals. Yeah. No, I'm. I totally agree. It's just funny. And Cody, and Cody, Sammy and Cody. Cody, yeah, yeah. And I think that we, you know, just never know preseason. So All right, let's 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 talk about this though. I just want to mention this as well as we're getting to the pointy end here of this recap. Um, James being voted out, being blindsided. Have you seen anybody more pissed than James? Like I felt like he was gonna you know, get up the desk and grab Owen by the throat and say, why did you do this to me? Like, he, he looked visibly he was, angry. I thought he was, because I think he realized, oh my God, Carla voted for me too. I think so, yeah. And so I think that that set him off. Yeah. Which and I'm not saying James would have done it. I, I'm not saying he would have, but he just looked visibly like, I mean, you could see oh, no, the anger he, on his face. He didn't oh, he do anything bad. bad, but you could see it on his face, you know? Listen, I would have I would have been the same. I'm surprised more people aren't. Which was, it was kind of refreshing to see funny. Yeah, enough. Ryan was the complete opposite. Ryan was like, oh, yeah, I'm voted out. Yeah, you yeah. know, you go, hey, Cody, over to you now, bro. I'll give you the baton. Yeah. You got to go catch the fish now, okay? Yeah. He, um, Ryan's post, post vote out, um, speech was so funny. He was like, you know, I got to fish. So that was pretty cool. Uh, I feel satisfied. And I'm it's like, like just, I'm just okay with him being fish. gone. I'm okay with him being gone. Like, I mean, listen. I'd rather um, have someone be like James and be passionate about this game, want to win it, be pissed off leaving, yeah. than have someone just be ah, you know, like like I, I I know earlier, like I earlier in the season, I said like I wanted to see more like Foxroys and Ryan's, uh, people who are not such so focused on the game, but I felt like Roxroy was at least like trying to play the game. He wasn't just Roxroy was upset when he got voted out. You could tell, like not yeah. James level upset, but he was. He was not happy yeah, about it. And Ryan, then he got voted out in the same spot. Exactly. And Ryan, I, I'm with you. I'm a little I was a little upset to see like he didn't really he did try like and talk to Gabler at least, but like I don't know, he just didn't he wasn't too upset when he got voted out, and that was a little weird. Jake, I was very excited after that first tribal council because this was the first time this whole season. We've got season 43, more advantages than ever before. We're just going to continue to add them into the game. And finally, someone played an advantage. And not only did they play it, they played it successfully. So that means First I get points for it era. this week. And I get I points for it. You get points for it. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think this is the first time in the new era that someone has played an advantage correctly. Wow. Can it be like the first know. time in the new era? People in the live, let us know. My 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 brain's a mush because I've been watching too many reality TV shows this week covering it. But um, yeah, it could I be. See. I don't feel like we've seen many successful advantage plays recently. I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Anyways, we'll come back to it. People will let us know in the comments in the last in the next week if we were wrong about that. Um, ultimately, you know, James is gone. The second no, tribal council happens. No, Ryan is gone. Yeah. yeah, that's that's flushed. Ryan is finally gone as well. Um, and one of the things I noticed and was kind of sweet to see, and again, it just made me want to shout for Cassidy more this season was just seeing the visible relief on her, you know, face and her shoulders just dropping. She was like, yeah. when she know, saw like, the survived. And, and you kind of feel like, man, I can relate to that. If I was in the game and it was five people in a tribe and yeah. you know, you're on the chopping block and you're oh, just yeah. surviving. Like I really felt happy for her that she gets to go on because she wants to be there so badly. Totally. Yeah. It was like kind of polar opposites of like Cassie would have been devastated if she was voted out. Whereas Ryan was like, yeah, I'm all right. Jay here with some interesting information saying, by the way, these final 10 split tribals aren't good for people on the blue tribes because in the new era, five out of six people voted out at those split tribals were on the blue tribe. So you don't want to be blue. Um, Christian says, at least Cassidy got a backstory. 100%. I think that that was really good for her. Oh, yeah, Jay. Yeah, Marianne. I get, oh, and Shan did too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Shan used the extra vote to help get out Nasir in 41, and Marianne That's used true. the extra vote to vote out Omar. So yeah, so it has... The extra vote's not the problem. It's the it's the immunity idols, and the knowledge is power. Like, freaking knowledge is power, man. Here's they a key question. Flopping. Here's a key question. Do you think that uh, Jesse gives Cody his idol back now that the knowledge is power is gone? Do you think Cody asks for it? Oh, my gosh. Wait. I don't even think Cody's going to ask for it. I think Cody is that oblivious. Wait, did... Did it say two immunity idols when Jesse? I'm pretty sure he's still got both. Yeah. Wow. I, mean, I don't. I think. I feel. I feel like. I feel like Cody gets voted out, and Jesse keeps those two idols. I just have. I just see it coming. I see it coming. I'm telling you. What the heck? I. I'm. 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 I'm crazy. I didn't even realize that Jesse still had the two. Yep. Wow. Yep. Yeah, Jay. That's crazy. How is Cody not asked for it back? Because he's not a good player. I've told you this. He's he's not a good player. I'm sorry. Cody uh, lovers out there, I know there's many. He's he's a great character. He's not a good player. I don't I feel like he is potentially gonna get voted out um in some stage, or he gets blindsided and Jesse ends up with two idols that no one is aware of, which is gonna be interesting because Jesse is probably the player that could play those correctly. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, or it could have been because of all just power, he wanted to still keep it with him. Hundred percent until it was gone. So that's why I'm asking: yeah. Do you think Cody is a, a well, good enough player to go back yeah, and ask for it back? Now that I know that, um, maybe. But like you said, maybe Cody doesn't even think about that. Like he's oh, oblivious. James, he's like, oh, me, Gabler, and Jesse are going to ride this thing to the end. I think I'm more. I'm more uh, high. I'm higher on Cody than you. I don't think he's like some mastermind, but like he's he's definitely. But you don't think he's an idiot. You don't think he's an idiot. I don't think he's an idiot. No. Yeah. No, definitely not. Yeah. No, it's fair. That's fair. Well, let's have a look at um, some interesting things here. Let's look at where we're looking at the moment on the teams and get that up, and then also let's look at the points going into this week. So. Currently, as it stands, we both came into this week, can you believe it, um, equally at five players each. Uh, obviously, in that first Tribal Council, I ended up losing James, becoming my second top four pick for the season, uh, getting voted out. And you lost Ryan, who was your third top four pick for the season, getting voted out. Uh, we both end up with four players still left in the game. So in my team, for those that are listening to the audio version of it, is Owen, Noel, 
Cody and Sammy. My hopes are firmly placed at this point on Cody and Sammy for a win. I think they're the most likely two people from my tribe or my team that could potentially win this season. I think Owen is a very outside shot, but I really think Owen not handling his emotions well has shown that if he does get to the final, he's most likely a zero vote uh, yeah. finalist. Yeah. And then Jake has got left in his team, Jesse, Gabler, Carla, and also Cassidy. And if you believe Reddit, all four of them are still in the running to win. All four of them, yeah. I mean, I think that um, on paper, probably Jesse's my best shot. I mean, he has two idols. I mean, he's at the top of, top of the tribe. But, I mean, this, he was part of the seven. Seems like the seven's on a downward spiral right now. So, hopefully, my boy Gabler is, uh, is up for the task of carrying the torch. 100%. Now, let's look at the points here. Um, we've got... For the last couple of weeks, Jake has been leading. He's consistently led at one point with about 50, 60 points on me. That gap has continued to close and close. But, Jake, you have not not led this whole season. You're still in front. You're 285 points. Yeah. I am within 15 points now at 270. Wow. So I wow. continue to just creep closer every single week. And what makes me excited about this is that anyone could still win this because there's bonus categories to go, go like, at the end of the season. It can really go yeah. anyway. Yeah, that that's true, and also like uh, I th feel like like you still have Cody, who's your top point getter, and I still have Jesse, who's my top point getter. Like we we didn't really lose any of our like powerhouses when it came to nah. the, the points, so we're still you know we we still got a lot of of points left to to get. Well, let's talk through those points now. Looking at the points after this week. We've got the top point getter overall for the season so far, Cody at 63.5. He's pretty much been leading the whole time. Yeah. Uh, he's got the most confessionals at 39. He's got uh, the most challenge wins now also with an individual immunity win to rack up on there as well. He's only had one vote placed against them, and he's made the merge. At second place, and still in second place, even after this week, there's been some movements, but Jesse remains his main amigo at 55 points, not far behind Cody. He's got the second most confessionals of 35. He's also won the same amount of uh, challenges, team challenges, I believe, as Cody. Actually, won more. Um, don't know how that happened. It must have been somewhere where they were uh, actually at the merge. They were in two different splits, I think. Mm. Um, and then also, he made the merge overall, having a very solid season. And then in the third place overall is Carla. She's overtaken right. Gabler for the first time in a while. She's in the top here. She's at I'll 50 points. And um, she's got 31 confessionals. She's got an individual immunity. Yeah. She's made the merge. She's won some challenges. She's also now won an individual immunity. You know, So that gives her a little yep. bit of points as well that have boosted her up above Mike. Uh, Mike Gabler then ultimately in fourth at 49 points. Uh, and then the rest of it, yeah, it doesn't matter as much. But I will show you guys here where the points are sitting now it's funny because for someone like sammy and i think a really good point to be made here because people will probably say chris you're on the sammy train really hard and i think it's because i doubted sammy so much in the beginning yeah. right i think we're, we're overcompensating maybe 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 uh, because no, i doubted him a lot no, in the beginning I, I, yeah i don't think that like we're crazy for thinking that he's a contender but i think it's even more so like just surprising like you said because we we were both super low on him but what's interesting with Sammy is for someone that, in my mind, could potentially win this show, he would be one of the strangest edits for a male winner in a very long time because he's not over-edited. 
We don't see the confessionals with him being as high as some other winners that we've seen in the past. He hasn't necessarily done anything on the points system outside of that because he's on 39 points. He's the second lowest on the points of everybody that's still left in the game. But yeah. the thing that keeps bringing me back to that, Jake, is because every time he talks, it's key confessionals. It's strategy. It's about making moves. It's about yeah. how he perceives the game. And, and he just gets a lot of that. Maybe he's better at articulating that than a lot of other people in the game. And the producers are kind of heavily leaning on him for yeah. that type of confessionals. Yeah. Think Adam Klein and Winners at War, for instance, he could be that type of personality, even though he's made it further than Adam Klein and Winners at War. Um, but I don't know what it is about him. I'm not willing to write he's him off. So, but he's also just a, he's playing a really interesting game of like he's kind of like he's intertwined with both sides. So it's, you know, cool. I think it's just interesting to highlight it. And I think that he's just really important to this season. Whatever so. happens, he's, he's either going to be a big move that people are going to pull out on him or he's going to yeah. be the person to make a big move or something yeah. about Sammy. It's I pointing agree. towards him being an important. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the other thing with this as well, as we're looking at it right now, is that there is still quite a few people here that could win this show, which is exciting for us as an audience to see. You know, it's not a yeah. foregone conclusion that one person is running away with this thing. Um, I felt like Omar for the largest period last season, we thought Omar was going to win it until he didn't. Um, and in a lot of seasons, that's kind of where we get. But it's exciting not to know the answer and for many people to get a good edit. Like I'm personally very happy with the balance of the editing team. Hats off to everybody who's been doing it since 42. I think they've improved a lot. For sure. I think I, I was looking at the confessionals for this last episode. And if we just look at the the last episode, like – you see like Noel only got one confessional and it's like, Oh wow. Like she was, she seemed like she was really like um, highlighted um, pretty heavily in that episode. So I think it's just, they're just doing a good job with even when they give them one confessional, it's like they still are highlighting them a lot. So I agree. The editing has been good this season. Yeah, I agree as well. Well, that is pretty much the end of our coverage here of episode nine, Survivor 43. So if you're still hanging around, if you watched up until this point, what are we, 58 minutes? And we thank you for hanging with us as we go through the episode. We hope that you found enough value in it this time and that we earned your subscription. Please consider subscribing to the channel. It's absolutely free. It helps us grow. It helps us do more cool things. Recently, I've been able to do exit interviews for the Challenge Australia with the help of Paramount Plus and also Channel 10. And you guys are all to thank for that because having a thousand subscribers is better than the, the, the 200 or 300 we had when we started Australian Survivor Blood versus Water at yeah. the beginning of the year, Jake. So um, yeah. anybody subscribing to the channel, uh, the, my promise to you is we'll put everything that we can back into the channel to continue to grow this. And it also gives me the motivation to go out and talk to different people and get more quality content on the show for you. So that is really why I'm after the subscription. It really helps with that. And consider liking, consider commenting below. Uh, we really appreciate all of those and it does help us get recognized. This was the first of two live streams I'm doing tonight. If you're also watching The Amazing Ray, 34 i will be back a little bit later on to talk about episode nine with my co-host michelle but for now jake and i we're signing off and we'll catch you guys next week when we may have a special guest on so keep an eye out for that look out for that guys yeah drop that in there at the end like next on yeah. survivor yeah. <laughs> all right see you guys next week yeah. bye